Hello everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Future Screen, the podcast that flies into the future of out-of-home marketing, travel media and onboard entertainment. In each episode, we'll be meeting the insiders from these colliding industries. I'm Philippa Starnes, Audio Manager UK at Sparfax and the host for today's roundtable. In this episode, we're getting to know some of our content partners, the people behind the unique content we bring to our airline clients. Today, I'm joined by our wonderful partners from Riser Music, Joe Beckett and Louise Smith. Hello, Joe, and hello, Lou. Hello, good morning. Hi, Philippa, hello. Thank you, Joe and Lou, for joining us on Future Screen. Before we share more about how we work with Riser Music, I thought I'd ask you, Lou, please, to tell us more about the history of Riser Music and how you two got together in the first place. Yeah, well, Joe and I both came from the music management side of the industry, and we originally met back in the um, early 2000s when we worked at one of the one of the largest producer management companies in the UK at the time, and we were doing day-to-day management for... Um, a large roster of recording engineers, record producers and composers primarily. Um, And it was during this time that we actually got to experience changing landscape of how artists were recording and the whole way in which music production was changing. Um, We started to see closure of many of the large commercial and residential recording studios around the UK. most of them survived in London, but certainly in in uh, outside of London, there was a huge amount of closures. And, um, and that was due to the fact that music production technologies were giving rise to an increasing number of home studio users and smaller studios being able to um, facilitate recording and at all levels of an artist's career. And I think that coupled with artists being able to easily sell their music digitally and often via their own label, we sort of, we kind of witnessed an explosion of new artists and primarily the emerging artist scene erupted. Um, And we saw more and more of our producers that we were working with wanting to produce these bands and their albums and EPs and and work with them in that way. Um, So there was a plethora of new business models that came in to support um, this scene. And one of those was Spotify, um, who we we all know very well now, but um, it came into play, I think it started in 2006. And there was another great site that came into operation called Bandcamp, which was a brilliant direct-to-fan site. So it gave the artists an opportunity to be able to sell their music directly to their fans and um, and build their fans that route. Also, another one which I think we, we flagged at the time um, was Shazam. And Shazam, again, a brilliant um, business model, music recognition technology, the ability to be able to uh, recognize um, music being played wherever it was being played. You could turn on your Shazam and find the artist title, um, the track, and find information out about them. So those kind of those kind of interesting business models were were, were starting to feed into the industry. And Joe and I were keen to start working with younger artists that were at the start of their careers, um, and we wanted to start our own business. So uh, we put our heads together 
And we actually met uh, with a friend who worked in the digital jukebox market. And that led us to start Riser um, in its current form. And uh, we launched back in 2014 now. Um, we chose the name Riser for its link to the word rhizome, um, and, which is a root system that runs underground horizontally. And it sends out shoots that pop up across a patch of ground. And we just loved the analogy with the chance for us to find underground emerging artists and place them um, on a growing network of digital music players, such as the jukeboxes, um, and look to the global market and place them in venues of all kinds and ultimately be able to offer them an alternative form of promotion and one that was similar but ultimately different to radio promotion. And so Riser was born and um, we started to distribute and promote new artists to a network of about 10,000 digital jukeboxes. And we created a channel on the boxes called Breaking Bands. And uh, those digital jukeboxes could be found in pubs and student unions across the UK, as well as France. And um, yeah, that, that's the start of Riser. It's fascinating. What was that original word again that inspired you to call it Rhizo? I didn't quite catch it. It's uh, a word called rhizome, which is... Um, How do you spell it? It is pretty much exactly the same way you spell Rhizo, which is R-H-I-Z-O-M-E. And uh, yeah. It's perfect because not only does it have the connection with the underground, as yeah. it means roots, but just the word sounds like rise riser sounds like rise as in rising up so overall it has a very inspiring feel about it yeah i mean primarily we loved the analogies i said with the with the underground emerging artists and and working with them but yeah i guess yeah we didn't really contemplate the rise uh element of it but it 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 certainly has been pointed out to us by other people as well so with that category of up-and-coming artists on the jukebox, that was such a great idea and so inspiring for people just to see that when they're going to select a record. But in order to introduce that, how did how did that work? Did you have to get permission from whoever owns the jukeboxes to add that on? Yeah, exactly. We worked with we worked with a client, um, uh, well, a few clients who service um, digital jukeboxes um, into the market. And um, I think at that and they point, were happy we to had... take it on, were they? Yeah, well, we we approached them with the breaking bands idea. Um, I think one of our clients was very keen to work with the breaking bands as a as a channel, and the other client I think took uh, we we called it up and coming on their boxes, so there was a differentiation there. But yeah, ultimately they were really really keen to work with emerging artists as well and 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 offer yeah offer them a platform to be able to be heard and i think they i think their student union connections was was obviously quite a key thing for that and um it meant that uh yeah they were you know obviously student unions you know new it's all about new music and uh so it worked quite well for them that's really interesting. And have you at all been able to see the data listening figures for people listening to the up-and-coming bands, breaking bands, category on, ju on jukeboxes? Um, 
they don't have the ability to be able to give us a stats that are day-to-day um, plays. But over a year, um, over a year reporting, yes, we are able to see um, plays. We're able to see um, placements. Um, so, yeah, we've, we, we've been able to put together um, some figures. We, we don't sort of necessarily deliver that all to the artist at the back end because it's it, a lot of it's data that's, you know, um, specific to our clients. But, yeah, we've been able to target um, certain music to certain, you know, what's works best in that area, what's what, what's been played the most in a year, um, the artists that have been played the most. And we do, you know, we do a sort of general feedback to artists. We've been able to give them stats in the past, but but we don't go into, we're not able to give them too much detail on, on uh, exact placement of plays. I see, but it's been fairly healthy, has it? Enough to warrant leaving the category there. Oh yeah, we've we've still got um we've still got our jukebox clients. So yeah, we've we you know it's been I think 2014 7 years now is it? Yeah, 7 8 years so we've been placing music with them. Yeah, absolutely and it's it's a valuable part of our business. So, Joe, I think Spofax and Riser have worked together for at least five years now. I must say it doesn't seem much longer, actually. Can you remember how we first met and when you first heard of Sparfax? Yes, that's right, Philippa. Um, we started our relationship with Sparfax back in 2017. And we were originally introduced to you via a mutual contact at a publishing company in Liverpool called Centric Music. At that time, we'd already teamed up with Centric Music in in 2014 to form a partnership with them as we really admired their new publishing business model as it was primarily set up for all emerging artists, bands and solo performers alike. And they facilitated an easy and flexible arrangement for artists so that they weren't tied down to these long, heavily restrictive publishing deals as in the old traditional models of music publishing. So, as you can imagine, this drew a great deal of young, driven talent to them very quickly. And it was a great company for any artist who had a strong commitment to their career, for example, who were actively promoting themselves, but who also didn't know how to access the music publishing side of the industry. And um, as Lou mentioned earlier, We'd already created this channel for our digital jukebox clients called Breaking Bands, which included the best of these emerging artists. And so for us, it was an obvious choice to present this to yourself and Sparfax to include on your IFE audio services. And uh, That's right. I remember so, you came in, didn't you? And We had a long chat about it all. That's right. We came in to, to meet you in the offices and uh, we had a good chat about the artists that we were working with, the different genres, the quality of their music, um, the amount of, of, of fantastic emerging talent in the scene um, that was overlooked um, largely because record companies could only facilitate deals with a certain number of, 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 of artists. And uh, as Lou mentioned, a lot of artists had started creating and using technology at home and were making really really good music and obviously focusing their heads towards a proper career um and thankfully you guys were really keen to trial it to see if it complemented your existing onboard entertainment and uh i guess it fitted the bill 
<laughs> as we're still working together today. So, Joe, can you remind me how we used to work together in the beginning and what you used to send me and all that sort of thing? Yeah, I can. Um, so for the Breaking Bands channel that we we spoke about with you, we initially collectively decided to provide approximately 50 songs from a selection of EPs and albums by different artists who had some real traction but were still pretty much unknown. So I chose a variety of genres which I felt would be right for the listener. And so we started with pop, singer-songwriters, folk bands, indie bands, and some urban, such as hip-hop, R&B, and soul. And this worked out really well. Um, we delivered those in with some short biogs and a brief history about and the growing successes of each artist to give an idea of their trajectory and their journey. Um, to this day, we still continue to supply artists and albums and EPs that are on trend. But now we also focus on additional playlists for you, which are more genre and mood specific to suit the changing times. Was it at all order choosing which artist to send me? I mean, I hate to say it, but weren't you playing God a bit, choosing, you know, who to send and who to leave out? <laughs> yes, um, it was actually. And it's, it's always an interesting challenge um, to sit down and, and work out what we should put on board for you. Um, the way that we normally do it is we start with a, a meeting with our partners and colleagues up at Centric to see which bands and artists are starting to see and make an impact in however small a way in, in the industry. Um, for example, who had new singles or who had albums coming out or perhaps who was going on a tour to support a well-known band. And um, as we mentioned before, it was also important to us that the artists had a strong identity. That was very important. And we were pushing forward with their music. Basically, they had to have something to say and we wanted to help to promote that. And the bands and the singer-songwriters who were making their own videos, they were getting local radio play, they were finding support on the likes of BBC introducing stages, and of course, touring as much as possible in venues of all sizes. After all, for, for the artists to have plays on board the airlines qualifies as a great extra airplay and promotional tool for their new releases as well. Lou, what would you say are the benefits for Riser working with Sparfax? Oh, well, I think there's a lot of benefits for um, Riser working with Sparfax. And I guess one of the one of the key ones was that you guys had a, a real enthusiasm and a vision when we came to talk to you about the emerging artist scene and that that just really aligned so well with 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 us and and with the promotional um, opportunities we wanted to present to artists so I think that was one of the major benefits and 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 of course you guys are a global platform I mean for artists to be able to be placed on that service um, and have the opportunity to be distributed globally is a fantastic thing um, and to boot I guess I mean I don't know how you'd say this but the passengers being you know fixed into their seats and in many ways on a long journey with the tv screen loaded with our artist music to discover and to uh to get into 
that ticked a lot of boxes too, obviously, and, and, and along with the potential size. Yes, we call them a captive audience because they literally cannot get off the plane. Yeah. So they are, they're stuck in their seats, I'm afraid. They are a captive audience. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a brilliant opportunity. And, and, and also the size and, and diversity of the listening audience is, is, you know, the exposure to potentially millions of listeners. Like, I believe... Uh, you were t- talking to us about one of your airlines having over 16 million passengers a year. So if even a small fraction of those listen to an up and coming band and, and, and discover their new musical passion, then that's a win-win for the artist and the music we're servicing uh, for them uh, and for Riser too. So yeah, I think, you know, they're, 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 for me, they're the key benefits for Riser working with Sparfax. Yes, well, that's the beauty of a plane, that it's so diverse. The music is exposed to lots more people who possibly wouldn't otherwise find that music. Obviously, you've also got lots of ABC1s on a plane. I mean, normally the sort of people seeking out music might possibly be younger, but on a plane, you've got every age group, lots of different nationalities. And people often start off on a long-haul plane watching a movie or two, but they don't want to be looking at a screen all the time. They want an alternative whilst they're eating or reading or even just lying with the uh, with the eye mask on they might just want to sit back and listen to something so lots more people might discover your music who wouldn't normally yeah exactly exactly and I think that's that's very true it's the diversity of the listening audience which which is appealing to and not everyone wants to be watching movies throughout the whole flight right I would imagine and and music is somewhere people navigate towards and yeah and I think that's a great opportunity for us to have a a channel on there that could uh, showcase new talent and new global talent as well, not just UK artists. We were placing artists from everywhere. So, yeah. But it's not just Riser who benefit from the partnership because Sparfax benefit as well. I mean, we need a monthly batch of content and it can be quite hard to find up and coming artists without labels. So it's very useful that Riser can deliver this to us because we do feel very strongly that if people are into a major artist like Coldplay, like Adele, like Ed Sheeran, chances are they've already got that music on their phones. And we see our role as championing interesting, independent and unsigned artists. So it's nice to offer passengers something they haven't got and help them discover new artists and in fact Chris Martin the lead singer of Coldplay he once said he always enjoys checking out the audio on board a flight to possibly discover someone he hasn't heard of and in fact we do get an awful lot of nice tweets and emails and messages from passengers who've discovered a new artist or an album whilst on a long call flight yeah but Lou what's the importance to the artist do you think from this in-flight exposure well, in our experience, whenever we approach an artist uh, and talk to them about um, the opportunity to put the album on board or their 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 new EP, they absolutely love it. I mean, I think um, yeah, it becomes quite an an interesting conversation, and I think possibly because many of them actually fly around themselves when touring. And they're familiar with your in-flight entertainment um, systems and players, and have, and and some of them have even mentioned discovering music whilst being on the plane themselves. So, um, so there's definitely a connect on that front. Um, and I think when we started with you guys uh, placing music, um, there were some additional promotional opportunities too. Um, I remember when we. Um, when we also used to promote uh, the, the 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 artist to the uh, physical in-flight magazines, um, such as High Life. Oh yes. Um, yeah, and I think they've sort of become more online magazines, but a great 
place for passengers to discover more about the various types of content on board. And with that, the audio and the music and, and High Life, I think, highlighted certain artists um, from the Breaking Bands channel, which was great promotion. I remember in one edition of the magazine, um, Pete Tong chose an artist for his Pete, Pete Tong Picks article. And um, that was a that was an amazing electronic producer called um, Rodriguez Jr., who we had delivered to um, IFE via the Breaking Bands channel back in 2019. He was assigned to an indie label called Mobile that are based in Germany. And Pete picked his album from the Breaking Bands channel. Uh, I think the album was called Baobab. Um, and it sat alongside his other picks, which were Radiohead's OK Computer, Gold is the Journeyman, Storms's Gang Signs and a Prayer. Um, so it was really positioned in, you know, alongside some great artists and albums. And, you know, Rodriguez's album was an awesome album. So, yeah, it, it, that was a that was a great promotion opportunity. And we had we had great feedback on that. And more recently, um, a newer opportunity of promotion that we found has opened up with you guys is that you have this in-flight system promo video, which comes on at the start of a flight and advertises. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it advertises all your in-flight entertainment content, but now specifically has an audio section too, which profiles some of the artists and music. Um, and we recently delivered a playlist for this year's Pride and it featured a selection of fantastic uh independently signed lgbtq plus artists which yes it's amazing yeah which was which you guys highlighted in that promo and also came back to us and asked us if we could supply you with a, a video from one of the artists featured on the compilation on the playlist sorry um an artist called philip brooks and and they were over the moon to be featured on the planes um, in that way. And uh, we, we were able to deliver a short excerpt of their video um, for a track called Didn't You Believe In Me. And um, yeah, so another great opportunity to, to reach people. And Philip Brooks is a really new emerging artist. So yeah, fantastic opportunity. So back to you, Joe. Apart from placing your music on board airlines, what other areas does Riser work in? Well, when we initially started, um, and as we've mentioned already, we were focusing on the digital jukebox market. And our territories were the UK, Ireland and France, uh, that are basically our key territories where we could distribute the music. But we've always been keen to push our artists out to be heard in more and more spaces around the world. So since those initial days, we have further developed relationships with um, in-store companies, in-venue companies, and we deliver artists to these partners who service the high street brands and the retail stores of all sizes. And that includes restaurant chains, bar groups, luxury hotel brands, and the overall hospitality sector, which is consistently growing, airport lounges leisure centres, gyms, car showrooms, supermarkets, and even even a holiday park, actually. Um, so in, including IFE services, I think it's, I think it's fair to say um, that the artists that we're working with are just as good, um, if not better on occasion, to be honest with you, and potentially getting as much airplay as the mainstream music sector. 
So where we place our music now is is fairly global um, in in the sense of where the public spaces play music. So it would, we have the jukebox sector, we have now the onboard airlines, and we have the retail and the hospitality sector as well. Right. So the really interesting thing is that they don't insist on household names. You think they might say, we want people coming in shops, hotels, restaurants to to hear artists that they know. So it's really surprising but encouraging that they will take unknown artists. Absolutely. I think what they, they also understand is because these music curators are very hot on their own discovery of new music, they also appreciate the, the quality um, and the fantastic material that these artists are actually creating themselves. Um, they normally would also include a selection of the top 40, for example, but they're very much behind encouraging new artists and their careers and to help their trajectory moving forward. That's so good to hear. Yeah, it's very encouraging. It's fantastically encouraging to get feedback from them as well. Um, they'll come back to us and they'll say, you know, what a great playlist. I love this new artist. It's wow. And, you know, so from from that point of view, even the, the kind of the professional music curators are discovering music through us, which again is a really nice feeling. Yes, it's amazing. So, Lou, I guess one other advantage of in-flight long-haul entertainment is your music reaches a truly global international audience. Uh, Where else does any of your other work with other clients get played abroad? I think you mentioned a bit earlier on, but mostly in which other countries mainly? Well, I mean, up to now, I guess our main focus has been building up our UK network and and, and ensuring that's a strong um, base um, but obviously our clients, some of our clients are global and have offices all over the world um, and supply music to in-store playlists and, as Joe explained, various other places where public performance happens. Um, and we've started to work with them in a more global form. But I guess primarily at the moment we're, we're, we're working more within the European market one of our clients, our European clients, is um, keen on taking our more electronic-focused um, artists. And we're particularly delivering lots of music to Netherlands. Um, and then from there, the surrounding European countries from within the Netherlands, France, Spain. Yeah, it's growing more and more. But, you know, we, we look to work with the territories that have the correct licensing policies and where public performance royalties do actually exist, because obviously that's important for the artist as a as a revenue stream as well. So, um, and that's another area that we are looking, well, we are actively engaging with and have done throughout um, Riser's um, history is working alongside um, our partner Centric, working hard to unlock the global performance royalties for the artists we do place across our network. And that means we're reaching out to that global licensing industry constantly and endeavouring to build our relationships with the societies that license the venues for play of music in public spaces and creating direct memberships with those societies so we can build a faster and more transparent global collection network in a larger number of territories 
and we can open up discussions around the different distribution models with them and the different distribution models that they use to pay those royalties through. So we've always been engaged and looked towards putting more music out globally, but it's got to have the right um, support network for the artists when it comes down to the public performance, royalty um, and licensing um, models. Yes, that's really interesting because I was going to ask how it works with the licensing because I don't think there are performing rights organisations in every corner of the world at the moment. So you've got to be a little bit careful with the licensing. Yes. And I suppose the beauty again of long call travel is a lot of this music is literally reaching every corner of the world on the plane, even if it's not being played in the country where the plane's going to. So people do have a chance to, to hear it if they're flying in there. Yeah. One thing, actually, I hadn't thought of before is have you at all been affected by good old Brexit? Because I know, sadly, that is one very negative change since Brexit for groups travelling on the ground, groups that gaily used to skip off to Europe and go from country to country, crossing the borders, no problem. Now, apparently, they have to report, I think, every single instrument in quite a lot of detail, which is an enormous headache, an awful lot of red tape and making travelling so much slower and therefore much more expensive. So that is that is one of the negative sides of Brexit that I've heard people talking about. Yeah, I think the live industry has been hit very hard by um, by Brexit particularly. Um, we're yet to see how it impacts on us, I think. Um, we're going to be further down the line. I mean, potentially through the licensing, um, the, the CMOs, there may be some impact there. But Fundamentally, I think we're trying to create direct memberships globally um, or, or make sure that our artists are um, registered directly into those territories. So I'm hoping that that um, that it won't impact so much. I think for us at the moment, we're, we're still licking our wounds post um, pandemic because obviously that had a huge effect on us. Um, what with our our area of business being um, public performances and and the 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 play of music out in public spaces, and with public spaces being closed for for nearly two years globally, um, in various different territories at various different times, that that has impacted heavily. So we are still licking our wounds from that. I'm hoping um, we'll we'll weather the Brexit slightly better than the live industry. And have any of your artists that have appeared on board enjoyed particular success and are now doing really rather well? Um, Yeah, I think there's several um, I could think of, but one of them that jumps to mind who I think is worth noting is amazing Ugandian-Nigerian-born female rapper called Miss Banks. And we put her on the IFE services back in 2019 and um, after she signed to Centric for publishing and we featured the album, her album, it's called The Coldest Winter Ever and it was part one, it was her first, she did Coldest Winter Ever part one and two and she released it independently, which is no mean feat. Um, She's a fearsome female artist and it's really great to see her ascend through the industry. She 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 went on to sing at the Brits. Um, she's got huge support from artists like Nicki Minaj. 
I think Stormzy and Tiny Temper are her kind of supporters within the industry over here as well. And she's got nearly a million followers now on Spotify, I think, and the same on TikTok. So, yeah, she's just released a new EP as well called Bank Statement, um, which is uh, brilliant and, and getting rave, rave reviews. So I think definitely Miss Banks is one that you can sort of see grow um, and grow and grow and grow. So, yeah. And then another one that comes to mind, and I, I guess I think you probably remember this one, actually, um, Philippa, but it's an artist called Blondes. And oh yes, from Nottingham, they're brilliant. Yeah, brilliant indie pop band. Um, we 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 placed them with you guys. I think we included them end of twenty twenty one. I think it was so fairly recently. Um, but their EP "Coming of Age," which featured the title track "Coming of Age," was such a huge viral phenomenon. It was crazy, and um, it kind of stormed TikTok and and started that multi-million stream trend where people were using it as a soundtrack to recreate those recreate emotional movie ending um only on tiktok eh um but what a you know it was a it was a (laughs) yeah it was huge stats i think they they reached over 12 million plays on spotify too and um definitely uh ones ones to watch i think um off the back of that Oh, that's so good to hear because I remember those names. I remember when you sent us those artists and that's so nice that their exposure on in-flight audio entertainment has really helped them achieve a lot of the success they're enjoying now. So, Joe, if any singers or musicians are listening to this right now, how can they find Riser if they'd like to submit any music for review? Well, we're always interested to hear from new artists and if anybody is listening from the artist community in finding out more about our services, the best way is really if they connect through our website, which is www.risermusic.com. And there they will be able to discover a little bit more about what we do, how we do it, and they can contact us directly via email. They can send in some music. They can inquire as to the services that we can provide. So I would I would recommend the website is probably the best starting point for any any new artist that's keen to to introduce to Riser and our um, our services. Great, and just as a reminder, Riser is spelt R H I Z A RiserMusic.com. Yes, that's right, and it's Riser Music, all one word, RiserMusic.com. And Lou, if anyone listening is interested in hearing any of the Riser artists, where's the best place to find them? Um, I'd say check out our website again. Um, We try to put as much music up there as we can or links to music from the artist pages. Um, And also you you can have a listen to Riser Music's Spotify profile. We're putting up public playlists up there with, with some of the artists featured in in uh, breaking bands and we have an emerging electronic uh playlist up there we have um rising hip-hop r&b soul playlist as well so yeah they can they can go and check us out on spotify well thank you very much for joining us for this episode of future screen it's been a pleasure having both joe and lou on the show and thank you again for coming in today thanks thank you. bye for now Bye-bye. bye bye